0: FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus.
1: Welcome in to Sports Time on a Tuesday. Bryant and Brett with you for the next three hours in our family Leisure Studios, and uh, we've got a lot to get to over the next three hours. Obviously, a lot of football uh, as we continue. To uh, recap the weekend in both college and the NFL, we've also got to get to some baseball uh, a little bit later as, as both uh, conference series are uh, underway right now. We've got one game tonight, uh, but Brett Norsworthy uh, obviously with us as always. Brett, how are you doing this afternoon?
0: I'm doing great. I'm very disappointed in you, Brian. Wow. I hate for us to start with such rancor like this, and yeah. I've already told you, I thought today would be the day for the Micah Parsons yeah. jersey, and it's not. I got on my Dak jersey. I don't know why you yeah, don't have yeah. a jersey for our Cowboys, what a great win last night. Sure was. Answered the bell. You knew when they had to reach down deep, they would. Uh Uh Our our Cowboy, plucking grit, they showed last night. (laughs)
1: Sure did. Sure did. You're right. Our Cowboys, very impressive last night. Uh, but I, I told you earlier I couldn't find I was looking for it I was kind of in a rush this morning Woke up a little late And uh, was in a rush Trying to find my jersey Couldn't find it So I just threw on the old sweater First cracking jersey and, uh, you could get That's right Just grabbed my sweater and, and, and run out the door Later found my Micah Parsons jersey In the back of my truck um, but at that point, it was, it, was, it was too late. Um, you know, I don't like uh, driving with jerseys on. More of these sweaters because these sweaters are, are uh, like the logos are so mm-hmm. big and they're sewn on. It's very uncomfortable when you're driving to wear a sweater. I didn't have that feeling wearing my dad jersey. Yeah. yeah, well, it's different with it's different with with football jerseys. But I think I'm just in such a like I'm so used to just taking the jerseys off before I get in my car. That I just take it off and throw it in the back of my truck, and then it's there and I forget about it. And stepped so, uh, up right.
0: last night. He
1: looked good last he did. night. And he um, he, he really really did.
0: He doesn't have a lot of help.
1: No, no, he does not. And, and I think, uh, you know, I can't remember. I know a That's lot of people. That's the
0: conservatism will... from Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy. Yeah, no, you're
1: right. But I, I think, I think his rushing prop last night was like, Two and a half, maybe like five and a half. Like nobody expected him to run y- the ball yards? at all. Yards and he, he rushed uh, for what forty? Uh, uh, yeah, forty. He Led the team with, in rushing with forty and a touchdown
0: on seven carries. And so he was such a great runner at yeah. State, and they almost have him coach not mm-hmm. to ever. You know, cut loose with the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, so but a uh, big game for him and uh, 272 yards in the air, one passing touchdown. Like I said, led the team. Really, Dallas Cowboys rushing attack, couldn't get anything going. Um, Tony Pollard, obviously their their main back, but with him... Tony Pollard and maybe it's just got so, his spots. Yes, but I think they're they're just so used to having Zeke back there mm-hmm, as the pounder and, and being able to just draw up that you know straight up the middle. We're going to run down your throat. And Tony Pollard's not that type of running back. You need to get him out in space. Obviously, these screen plays, these these little uh, dunk passes are, are kind of his specialty. Almost jet sweeps. Yeah, and so you get him out in space. Maybe a, a sweep to the left or or you know a counter or something. Kind of get him off that tackle. He's perfect. But just running straight up the middle is not the way Tony Pollard plays. And for some reason last night, a lot of the run plays they drew up for TP was, hey, we're just going to try to mash it right up the middle. And, and it would be like a one yard gain every time.
0: We all love Justin Herbert, don't we? Sure. Why not? Wildly talented, big arm. Yeah. You know, pocket presence. We could have played quarterback in the NFL in any era. When's he going to win anything that matters? I mean that's that's a good question. When's and, he gonna win the littles? Never mind yeah, the bigs.
1: I, that's a good question. And that might be more on your head coach instead of well, it uh, could
0: be. instead of the quarterback. And, and he's gonna pay the price for that Herbert potential.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think I've already kind of read some people writing about it and talking about it of of with that loss last night and the way the season is going for the Chargers. Brett, I hate to put your, your dirty laundry out there, but one of us had them winning the Super Bowl before the season started. Oh, so and, you go there! I well, be, yeah, I mean, I charges. didn't. I just said I don't. I didn't want to put out your dirty laundry, but I mean, it's, it's serious. People have high hopes for this team because you look at this specifically, this offense, even the defense, and there is so much talent everywhere. everywhere. And uh, you, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, Justin Herbert. I mean, you've got guys everywhere. Mac, exactly. I was about to say, don't even start on the defense and. and uh, so there's talent all over the place, and it's just I mean, not just coming do together. Anything. and And you look at the last two years, two years ago, a great season, and kind of faltered to the end. Couldn't get into the playoffs last year. They get into the playoffs. They go up by you know what twenty some odd points, and then and, quit. and then quit and lose the game. And so I think Brent Staley, it stays with you. It sure does. And so I think there's a lot of people starting to point to, hey, we're not going to fire you yet, but. You're certainly on the hot seat, and something really needs to turn around if you want to be back here next year. Boy, they
0: see a lot in him, don't they?
1: They they do, and it's kind of that analytically to. driven uh, yep. gamble I'm, of, uh, of a coach. i checking my
0: NFL picks again. You're right. Chargers uh, over 49 uh, or uh, Super I Bowl mean, 58. You didn't have to pull it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I did. <laughs> I mean, I
1: I don't know what to say, Brad. I'm sorry.
0: Last night you were correct with the Cowboys that finished the NFL weekend for you at four and four. I had the Chargers that finished me off at five and three. For the year in college football, I am twenty six and twenty. All you right. are twenty two and twenty four. Yikes. NFL, I'm seventeen and twenty three. You are twenty two and eighteen. All right. For the year, I am forty three and forty three plus three points. I got a couple shocks in there Uh for the year you are 44 and 42 with five points wow how about that so how close is that i mean neck and neck right there illustrative of why the man wins. That's right. Just sit back and just give mm-hmm. me that juice. And yep. Oh, yeah. Let it rock. Absolutely. So, I mean, ugh. Group locks for the year in college football, oh, no. we're 9-7. Oh, that's not bad. Group lock NFL, we're 6-8 oh. for the season, 15-15. and 15. That's not bad. We've been a lot worse. I was about
1: to say, much better than we were last Light year. A lot worse. I mean, last you year too, was you awful. Could,
0: you could play the go against group uh-huh. lock.
1: And you would be a very rich well, man. you're oh. in Turks
0: and Caicos right now, so you're not even, you're, unless you're listening online, you're, uh-huh. you're, you're, you're not in, in you're the You're not listening, listening to us office. right
1: now, no. Um, but, you know, last night, one thing I said before we, we got off. Um, at 6 o'clock last night, is they really needed to get C.D. Lamb involved. I've been kind of disappointed in Mm -hmm. in his usage this year. I mean, you go back, you look outside of that New York Jets game. He's got to
0: be more alpha.
1: He's got to. He's got to. And outside of that New York Jets game, 77 yards, 53 yards, 36 yards, 49 yards, and then last night, 117 yards, 7 targets, 7 catches, um, pretty perfect, and they they went to him early, they went to him often, and and I thought that was a big part of, of the win, is getting him involved. They got Brandon Cooks involved. A lot of these Mm -hmm. receivers that I think he really did. And I think a lot of these are are receivers that you thought were going to have big years, and it's kind of been slow for them to start the season. So I was really uh, happy to see what that passing offense did, especially like you said to to start us off today, what Dak Prescott did. I mean, he made some throws that I just haven't seen Dak Prescott make this year, and and I think he was, you know, the the reason the Cowboys won that game.
0: It it easily was his best game of the year. Right now in the NFL – Who's the best team? Uh, they got
1: muddled this weekend. I I think even despite the loss, you look at those injuries. I think San Francisco's still still, still the best team. Yeah. I mean that team's scary. Wouldn't argue with that. What, what's your what
0: would you say? I, I, I would say that.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I mean now, I mean you look around and look at what the Lions are doing. I mean this Lions team that I think everybody wanted to talk about before the season started, and for some reason nobody's been talking about them. They're not five and one, and kind he of may be there. the
0: quarterback of the year. Easily, I think. And, yeah. and I think we're coming – we'll talk with Bo Marchand about this when mm-hmm. we get more into the NFL. I think we're coming off a, a one-off weekend mm-hmm. of the collective worst quarterback play mm. one weekend in the NFL has ever seen. I mean, that's you're, – you're right on that. I mean, it's it was bad weekend for quarterbacks. It just was. A guy played quarterback this weekend in the NFL in a regular season October game from Shepherd College, yikes, yikes! I mean, that's not replacement players, uh-uh. not XFL, NFL, in October from Shepherd College. I mean,
1: that's a—that's uh, not what you want to see in October. It replaced really isn't. a
0: quarter. Has there ever been a, a player from Shepherd College in the NFL uh, and replaced a quarterback from Ohio State? Now no, he got absolutely hurt. Absolutely not. I'm talking about the Bears. Sure, but. Brian
1: Hoyer also played this weekend. Um, <laughs> Brian so, Hoyer, appearance. who knew Brian Hoyer <laughs> Brian, was still in the league, it surprises me a, every single year. Give me a team. Uh, he's with the Raiders. Um, Brian so Hoyer, Raiders. Okay. I, I, Brian Hoyer actually might be uh,
0: Mr. Immaculate
1: Green. Yeah, I was about to say that's a, that's a name I'm looking up to see how many teams. Just we have. guess
0: Brian Hoyer and, um, oh good lord! Oh good lord! How many teams?
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight,
0: nine, ten. That's almost a third.
1: Now, some of these are just different. One of them is a different stint with the same team. Okay, three of them are different stints with the same team. But
0: that's 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 Edwin Jackson stuff, isn't
1: it? He was three times he he had three different stints with the with the Patriots. Um, But Patriots, Cardinals, Browns, Texans, Bears. 49ers, Patriots, Colts, Patriots, a lot of Patriots, Raiders. I mean, that's uh, I'm immaculate, Greg galore there. Well, in, the, in the Patriot Raider connections, Joshua. McDaniels. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been around, but you're right. It, it was not a great weekend. He been everywhere. He sure has. But it, it was he not. Is,
0: he is the Edwin Jackson of the NFL. he is. He is. And so I mean, hey, and, and like Edwin Jackson, I don't remember a big hoyer injury. Edwin Jackson's arm um, never was bad,
1: uh, injured. Mm-mm. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, you talk about career backup, though. I mean, that's how you do it. It's Brian Hoyer. I mean, doing it the right way, I guess. No kidding.
0: Just <laughs> watching that NFL investment. I mean, good Lord. Roll. That is incredible. The retirement plan, just beautiful. It's incredible.
1: Uh, but, uh, but you're right. I mean, want a good weekend for the quarterbacks. But I think that's why, even more of why I was so impressed with, with, uh, with Dak Prescott uh, last year. I agree. Night. I mean, he I, was, he was really, really good. I'm, I'm here to. To, I know you to are. praise, and I, I think after I'm being very critical yesterday. I think I'm more surprised that I came in. Today I'm stunned. so
0: so gung ho to praise. I, that I really thought it was going to be fall on your face, and the hot takery today mm-hmm. would have been epic. Well, I mean, I I was terrified.
1: I mean, that first series for the Cowboys. First off, I wasn't even home. From from here, before the Cowboys got the ball to start the game and punted it back to the to the Chargers. I mean, three and out, sack, sacking completion, I think it was, and then the, the Chargers just walk right down the
0: field. I, the I love Mike Golick with Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, really good, big Mike Golick. really really
1: good. Um, and, and so yeah, I was listening to that on the way home, but um, I mean. Seven nothing, and the and the Cowboys three and out to start the game. I thought this game was going to go sideways very early, um, and then you kind of saw the Cowboys. Now it was an ugly game, a lot of penalties, penalties all over the place, uh, flags everywhere. Um, but but ultimately, I mean, for the Cowboys to to win that game the way they did it, I was uh, I was very impressed. Well, how much baseball? What, viewing. Oh, last I, night? I, I watched. I had baseball on my computer. I, I did too. I, I had a lot of, of baseball going. Um, I actually set my computer up. Oh, you would have loved this, Brett. I had. Uh, I had like the. The baseball game a little bit bigger, and then like all around the baseball game, I had hockey games going on. So I, I think I had like five screens up on my computer, And one next on week, my phone. NBA, you'll merge. Yeah, in. I mean, it's just going to be how am I going to do it all? Second or explosion? third laptop brought yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm. I'm already. I mean, I mean, Johnny can can reach into my to my bag if he so choose. I have my mom's laptop carried around with me now, Good work. or not laptop, her iPad because yesterday, yesterday Brett, we had a three thirty game, I know. so I got to prop the iPad up so it, I can watch it. I mean, it's. Our job i gotta watch I mean, the people games. are depending on that's us. right so i mean i'm you know it's an excuse exactly that's why i tell that's why no, i tell everybody have have i was like i gotta you know that's my excuse all the time with my family with with melinda i'm like i got we gotta watch this game tonight. she's like brian you do not have to watch this game tonight. i'm like but it's my job i gotta watch this
0: I, game i think it was marv albert that wrote the book hit the google real quick on, on the book he wrote the title was I'm, I'm sorry i've got a game i think that was the title and and that was kind of his response to every family request forever for everything. I, I, I'm sorry, I got a game tonight. That's hilarious. And and, and I I kind of know that feeling of you know no I, I can't I, I I need to watch or I want to watch yeah. such and such. Yeah, but that's or, the, or was it Marty Glickman?
1: It might have been Marty Glickman.
0: Might have been Marty Glickman. Who wrote um, that book. That,
1: but that's that's the uh, that's the great thing about because I hear so many people like I have friends and stuff who are like. I just want to watch all these games, and I can't. Or, like, they'll get a girlfriend, and they'll be like, she doesn't want to watch any of these games, and I can't watch them. But that's really is the beauty of modern-day technology. I mean, you can pull these games up on your phone. You can have an iPad. And your iPad. mom and your girlfriend you like to watch an, it as much as you. They, they that's do. That's even better. And, and that, does make it, uh, that does make it nice. But still, like, a lot of times, sometimes they don't. And so it's just nice to be able to pull out your phone, pull out your iPad, your laptop, and be able to multitask.
0: Right? I, you know, that's what it's all about. I about the Phillies... Fortunate last night, yes, and everybody waking up to that crowd. When I said last week, I don't know that Bush Stadium, New Bush Stadium, has our rocks like that in the postseason. I don't know of many that rocks like no. like they're no. rocking at the bank. No, I mean it's it is one of its own. I mean, it, I don't think anything's no, touching no, it. it. What's the name of that? Yeah, Citizens Bank. Citizens yeah. Bank. Uh,
1: I don't think anything's
0: touching it. Citizens Bank, Lincoln Financial, uh, right across they, street. A lot of banks. A lot out of there. banks, um, and
1: they all have their own
0: corner, I guess. In, 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 in 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 and Sixers buildings out there.
1: Um, but I mean, when you like, when you talk about. Obviously, in the NFL, when you think of like loud stadiums, you think Arrowhead, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think when you th- I think we're starting to see it, especially with the postseason success we've seen from the Phillies the last two years. When you think loud baseball environments, you immediately, immediately think up in in Philadelphia and what they've been doing with the Phillies. It's it's really impressive.
0: Two down for Bruce Bochy and the Rangers. Two to mm-hmm. go in the A- ALCS, yeah. and then the hard part to get the four in the World Series. Sure, if he does that that would be 3 with the giants 10 12 14 mm-hmm. and they had not won one since the west coast move right and this would be one with the rangers yeah. so with two different teams two different leagues that would join sparky anderson tony Larusa, who else to do it in both leagues that might be the only two might so he'd be. have he'd yeah. have one from each league i contend he would be better all time than Joe Torre if he does it. Certainly, the manager of the 21st century. And Joe Torre, he won four with the mm-hmm. Yankees. That was the only place Joe Torre could win, and a lot of us could have won those with the Yankees.
1: <laughs> You're right. I mean, it would be it would be incredible. Especially, and I understand like. With the Rangers, they're a team that has a lot of really good players and have added, you know, used free agency, used trades to acquire. There was a reason why they
0: they fired the old guy and brought him in.
1: Exactly. And and so this team, when you look at, you know, recent success, recent postseason success, there hasn't been a lot. And, yeah, it's been young players coming up and stepping up. Uh, It's been kind of the the acquisitions. But, I mean, Bruce Bochy, what he has done coming into that locker, I mean, you see a different – type of team. I mean, it's not the team we've seen the past couple of seasons. I mean, this team has a different flair about it. Um, they go about things a different way, I and, double and they're that. impressive.
0: I'm going to say in the last 50 to 60 years, if, okay. he, if he ended up winning at all, yeah. best manager in baseball over the last 50, 60 years. I, I, th- I mean, it's it'd be hard to argue. It and really nobody had the Rangers in the preseason no. winning at all. No. A couple of us picked around the edges. Sure. I mean, um, like a wild
1: card, know, get in there. Spunky and, wild card uh-huh, run. Maybe win a couple games and then you know see you next season, try to improve now, on that. It, nobody it, had this. The hard part's ahead of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, now with how this is all kind of set up, of now you're going to get Scherzer for Game 3. I mean, I know just coming back from injury, so how will he really look? Hasn't looked great as a Ranger, but... I mean, you got to feel pretty good going back uh, to Arlington and, up two nothing, and they're
0: hoping Scherzer just give us one of yes. those Scherzer performances, yes. just yes. one. We just need and it, one. It makes the acquisition worth it, uh, and
1: we I, exactly you get that kind of Scherzer. That's That that was thinking. Same and, with Verlander. 100%. And you just really haven't gotten that with Verlander yet. But Pretty good the other night. He was pretty, pretty good. good, but ugh, I've been a little disappointed in Verlander, um, especially late in the season. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. 3.30 Dave Will the voice of the Tigers, will join us to talk about that game Friday night. For the Tigers also. The Battle of the Bones this weekend against UAB. We'll have to get uh, to all of that in our next segment with Dave. 345, we'll jump back into the baseball conversation, talk about these two series. One game tonight between the Phillies and the D-backs. We'll get a little bit into that game, but we'll really talk about uh, everything that happened in those two games last night. 4 o'clock, Brent Beard from First Coast News in Jacksonville will join us to talk some college football. 4.30, we'll uh, get to what we're certain about in the NFL and college football after another week of action. 4.45, we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Beau Marchant will join us to talk the NFL at 5.30. We'll get to what's trending, and at 5.45, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're sitting in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together. The world's biggest spa sale, it's back and bigger than ever. Fifty different models to choose from, five different manufacturers, up to thirty percent off in stock spas and swim spas. Free upgrades on all in-stock spas and the twenty-four month same as cash is still available, but only at Family Leisure. 2120 Winton Road, just north of I-40.
0: And I saw Billy Friday night at the Tigers game. Thank you so much, Billy, for everything you do for us. And he said right now, the best time of the year for a pool installation. This is when you can really get a great deal and get a head start on next year. He's Bryant Dacus. I'm Brett Norsworthy. Johnny Hill with us as well. We're Sports Time and we want you to join us at 901-360-8255. And this hour, every day brought to you by the one and only Lexus dealership in town. They're at 2600 Ridgeway, and their online at lexusofmemphis.com. Great offers on all 2023 models, and always special leasing options. 24s starting to arrive, and more on the way. Drive in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services call them at 901-334-9673 stop by lexus of memphis at 2600 ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of one of those new 2023s or 24 flagship ls500 and you'll be looking and driving in style when you purchase a lexus you get top of the line engineering and design and they make for the luxury driving experience Online at LexusOfMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis.
2: Top Story of the Day.
0: Well, my top story of the day is
1: uh, week six in the NFL is officially complete after the Cowboys win last night over the Chargers. A 20-17 to 17 win for the Cowboys, and uh, they really needed all four quarters to, to secure that win over the Chargers. But when you look back, to Sunday and everything that kind of went down from 8.30 in the morning in London uh, to the end of that 7 o'clock game between the Giants and Bills. That Bills Giants game was, was really fun to watch. Giants led 6 nothing over the Bills despite kind of the talk of the game about their offensive line, the, the struggles they've had, the injuries they've had. They had more injuries during the game. They had to switch um, player Justin Pugh, who they had signed uh, a couple weeks ago, he had to move uh, from left guard to left tackle, which is a position he hasn't played. Is it when
0: Lane Johnson got hurt?
1: Uh-huh, that's when, that, that was when that injury happened. Um, a, a position he hasn't played since 2015 is what they said on the radio broadcast. So, um, it, it was kind of wild for the Giants. They couldn't pull it out. Uh, maybe some uh, questionable coaching decisions and in that call. game. A bad call. Um, but but ultimately the Bills survived some other interesting games. Obviously, everyone's talking about the 49ers first loss to the Browns nineteen seventeen, after a missed field goal to in regulation. The Eagles take their first loss of the season that's when Lane Johnson to the, got Jets. Hurt for the Eagles. For the Eagles, that's right. Um, but but the Eagles and Jets Bryce Huff, I should give a shout out to. He was all over mm-hmm. the place in that game, especially in the second half. Um, I heard his name called out four or five times, just kind of being in the right spot at the right time, maybe not tackles or sacks. I think he finished with one and a half sacks, two and a half sacks, something like that, but he was just always around a play, trying to make something happen, so a really good game for him, but ultimately, another good week of football, a lot of intriguing games and interesting factors with some of these wins, some of these losses, and really some of the injuries, we saw a lot of injuries pile up this week in the NFL, so hopefully, um, most all of those guys who are uh, questionable this week can make a comeback, or or won't be out too long, because these are, these are not reserves we're talking about. We're talking about key players for a lot of these teams uh, that suffered injuries this weekend.
0: Frontline guys for sure, and it's taking its toll. That's my top story. Zero undefeateds in the NFL. 1972 Dolphins, they'll never be joined. They'll never be touched. They can, they can toast them. They can drink it up. 11 uh, undefeateds in college football. Florida State, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Liberty. They play tonight, Air Force. Washington, Georgia and James Madison. Penn State at the horseshoe at Ohio Stadium versus Ohio State this week. James Franklin at Penn State. here's the, here's the record 2 and 11 on road against top 25. 0 oh and 9 on the road versus top 10. one and eight versus Ohio State, 1 and 11 versus top five teams. That's the record
2: not top story of the day. That's
1: interesting. Big game for them this weekend against Ohio it's time State. Time for him to cash that in. It, it sure is. My not top story of the day is uh, is Major League Baseball. The postseason is here. Yesterday we had two games. The Rangers beat the Astros 5-4 to go up 2-0 in the ALCS. Now that game was 4-0 uh, when we went to the middle of the first inning. Four runs for the Rangers in the top of the first. They could only add on one more run in the third inning, um, but in Unreal Game, there was a jam in I think the fourth inning where Nathan Avaldi um, had bases loaded with no outs and somehow worked out of the inning without giving up a single run to, to keep a 5-2 to two lead over the Astros. They ended up tacking on a couple more a little later in the game and it got uh, pretty close there at the end, but the Rangers uh, able to win another one 5-4, to four. and then that night game, uh, the Phillies with a 5-3 win over the the D-backs that really didn't feel close much of the night. I know it's only a two-run game, but it really did not feel close. A really fun game. We'll have game three tonight between the Phillies and the D-backs, and we'll see. Uh, do both of these series uh, go back to the other team's city? Uh, 7 7 Yeah, you don't like the the 7 but uh, will the Phillies go up 2 nothing? Will both of these series uh, switch to the other team's home ballpark with a 2-0 lead? That would be... Uh, It'd be crazy if that did happen, but we'll see what the D-backs can do tonight. Like you said, Brett, a 7 1st pitch.
0: My not top story, and this is probably a shame because it would probably have been a top story if they had lost, but not top story because they win. That's It goes with the territory with the Cowboys. Great win last night for Dak in Dallas. They had to have that one, but Mike McCarthy, I think he's conservative because he knows he doesn't have a lot of real offensive firepower. Quarterback is okay, running back is okay, wide receiver is good. The line is just okay, and okay doesn't win a playoff game, and it sure doesn't win you a Super Bowl.
1: It doesn't. It really doesn't. Like you said, the O line might be the uh, the biggest one. But I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk Tiger football with Dave Voloshin.
0: Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for WOLO & Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Let's welcome longtime voice of the Tigers and host of WOLO & Friends. Weekday mornings at 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Dave Woloshin, to talk Tigers football and basketball with Bryant and Brett.
1: Dave Woloshin joins us now, the voice of the Tigers. You can also hear him on the station every morning during Woolo and Friends at 10 a.m. Dave, thanks so much for joining us and let's start with that game against Tulane. I was able uh, to listen to you most of the night on that game but uh, what did you make of that start for the Tigers Seth Hennigan, a a rough start for him I think 1 for 10 at one point early in that game before they scored that 21 points uh, and then gave up 21 points 21 unanswered points to Tulane what did you make of that start for the Tigers and then obviously just being completely shut down late in the game uh, and giving up 21 unanswered points
2: well, I, I wish I could explain the slow starts. You know, they had a slow start against Boise. It was 17 nothing. Look, mm-hmm. they allowed Arkansas State to hang around. They didn't put Bethune-Cookman away early in the game either. So that that has been an issue, I think, for the U of M. Uh, sometimes I kind of wish, instead of deferring, they would go, you know what? Let's build <laughs> a league and yeah. do it after. They, they've won a couple of coin tosses and haven't done that. I cannot explain for the life of me what hennigan was doing in those first 10 passes because these weren't drops these were just bad throws. Mm -hmm. and it's the worst i have seen that kid even as a true freshman play Mm -hmm. i don't know if he was overhyped i mean even he said after the game he realized it was probably the biggest game of his career because there was so much on the line still so many of the goals Uh, that they had. I mean, look, they've only gotten the one loss coming in there to a a team that's ranked now Missouri, and we see how good Missouri is to go to Kentucky and win a game like that. We know Missouri is darn good. And Tulane is good. There's no question. They beat USC with most of those players in the Cotton Bowl, what we're talking, six six games ago. So there's just no doubt about it. I, I, I don't know if it was the nerves, I I can't explain why they were so poor the first 20 to 22 minutes of that game. But like they did with Boise, they showed incredible resilience. They showed composure. They came back. They scored those 21 in a row to take a 10-point lead. Now, you're not putting Tulane away after the first possession of the third quarter. I hear so many people talking about, wow, they blew another double-digit lead. In essence, they did. But this was after the first possession of the second half. It's not like the game was in hand. Here's my summation on this particular game. I think Tulane is slightly better than Memphis. I think their two lines, offense and defense, are slightly better than Memphis. Does that mean Memphis couldn't beat them, especially at home, where they've been magic? No, it doesn't. But it means they've got to play the perfect game, and it was not... The perfect game. In fact, it was 180. It was a flawed game. They had three big mistakes. Two picks, one on Hennigan, one on Rock Taylor. I don't know what the heck he was doing. He didn't even see the ball. It hit him in the shoulder pads and then went right to two lanes. And then the uppercut from Andreas Fox Mm -hmm. that cost Memphis time and field position when they were still in it with a one-score game. So you can't make mistakes against the slightly better team, and hope to win, and they did. Dave, I think you
0: just described college football 2023. Huh. Yeah. Out there uh, among a lot of teams, maybe one or two or three aren't in this. But nobody's good enough to have a lapse in judgment like the player had. And Bryant and I made a point yesterday. We did not crush him at all. Look, it was a bad look. It was a bad play. I'm I'm sure he's crushed over. There's no need to keep castigating the youngster. He lost his cool. It, it, it happens. It was unfortunate. But you can't. The margins are so small.
2: You can't. You can't give an inch. No, especially when. Honestly, that's a good team. And a real then they good got a team. Quarterback who who I, I a think will be uh, in the NFL, and you got Willie Fritz, who's been. You know, it's his thirty-second year of coaching. Thirty-second as a head coach. He, he, he played who's college.
0: He Ed- played college football at Pittsburgh State with Sam Pittman. You know, they wow. were tough to have those two.
2: Wow. I didn't realize he played with Sam Pittman. Yeah, he he That's- was a
0: senior uh defensive back, maybe a, maybe a corner, and Sam Pittman was freshman sophomore DN. And and, and can, can you imagine those cold October windswept practices in
2: Pittsburgh, Kansas? I would I would just like to hear what they were saying in the locker room after. You know that I as much a pretty interesting guy,
0: honestly. I, I, I do too, and and, and I, I think Willie Fritz serves as a good illustration for Tiger fans. And Brian and I I think we did most of this off there. We're going to take it public today, Brian. I'm going to take it public. Hope you Go don't for mind. It now, please, Dave. I, I I want this to stop now, and, and it's out there in social media, and it's among some of the chattering class. When Ryan Silverfield was hired, that was a near-unanimous choice. There were very few other suggestions. I don't even remember another prominent name even being mentioned. Everybody was for that. People loved the continuity. He was slam dunk. Now people want to talk about that almost like that was a jump ball, whether to hire him or not. That's revisionist
2: history, Dave.
0: And, and Willie Fritz shows what a little patience would do for you.
2: Well, a lot of patience, honestly, because Willie Fritz. A, a lot. That's right. Go 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 back one season. He's too intense. Yeah, 2 intense. I, it's hard to survive. I, that. I honestly thought he would get fired after the two ten year. I was surprised that Tulane kept him after that two ten year. Maybe he went and said, "Look, guys, I got Michael Pratt. I got Tasha Spears. I got a pretty good defensive <laughs> whole line." Time. Yeah. Uh, give me one more year, I'm promising you it'll pay off. If not, i walk out of here. And they bought it and it worked. I, 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 I'm I amazed. At, I'm really not amazed. Come on, we've seen this before. These are the white college football fans are. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back to, I think, the second year of, of Mike Norvell, the, the Tigers were like 500, maybe one game under 500, whatever it was. And um, I was reminded that I saw them. I saw boosters texting people to say, We got to get rid of Norvell. And then, of course, obviously the rest is history. Wow. Now you're going, Well, will Memphis ever have another Mike Norvell? Right. Mike Norvell could be a national champion here, which totally changing the culture at Florida State. It'd be an unbelievable story. I'm just saying to you, people, fans, they're fanatics. That's what they are. They lose patience early. And they were saying the same thing about Mike Norvell, who could be on the cusp of winning a national title. They lost faith in him. If you don't win and do it all the time, people lose faith in you. That's just the way college football fans are.
1: Talking Tiger football with the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Dave, Blake Watson only got five carries for 13 yards against Tulane. And and after the game, I think uh, Silverfield was kind of vague on, on why he didn't get a lot of carries. I think Monday he said he was day-to-day with an injury. What have you heard uh, of Blake Watson in this injury and his availability
2: going forward? Well, I was there for the press conference on Monday. That's just yesterday, and that's what he said, that he's day-to-day. Uh, I got a gut feel that he's going to play. I, I wish, for Ryan's own sake, that he would would be a little bit uh, – give us a little more clarification mm-hmm. on some of these things. I, I know we've gotten out of the point of confidentiality um, and, and the HIPAA rules and, and, and all this other stuff, which to me are major excuses. I, I, he basically sort of alluded to at the end of that game, maybe he was just protecting the kid – that, you know, he was a little chipped up, gut feel, I didn't play him. So I, I didn't honestly know if he was really injured or if because he had run the ball four or five times and not successfully right. that he was trying somebody else for a little bit. But he wasn't clear on that, and he wasn't clear until Monday. He goes, he's still day to day. So now we know there was some injury. But uh, up until then, you really did not know. I'm, I'm guessing when he goes, it was a gut feel, I'm reading into this, too, and he's still saying he's day-to-day. But my guess is the kid wasn't all that injured, but enough to not take a chance. And I bet he's ready to play against UAB.
0: And I think Saturday morning is a big contest. UAB, they took a little bit of a step back this week in a rough-and-tumble game against Texas San Antonio down at the Dome in San Antonio. But they had been they had been improving. I thought they started getting better in the loss to Georgia. They they moved the ball really at, with, with, with ease against Georgia's you know back to back national championship defense. I know it's a lot of new players in for Georgia. This is no gimme Saturday morning in in
2: Birmingham. There's no gimme for Memphis. I mean, let's be honest with you. We talk, and I really truly hope this happens, and I believe it could happen not saying it will, but it could. Memphis can win and will be favored in every game from here on out. Maybe not SMU. We'll have to see how they continue to play. But Memphis will be favored in almost every game they play. In order for them to still reach out and grab the goals that they had preseason, which were to win the conference championship and to get into the New Year's Day six-bowl slot for the group of five, they're still there. If they win every single game, then beat Tulane in New Orleans, which they have only done once in that new stadium, then I believe they would accomplish those goals and make the New Year's Day 6th Bowl, which would be the Peach Bowl. I, I think that can not happen, but they could lose half of these games, including Saturday in Birmingham. I mean, let's be honest. They are behind in the series. UAB leads this series 10-5, although the Tigers have the rack of bones at the moment, and I think they won the last two or three. Um, UAB scores points. They put a lot of points up. They don't play much defense unless they turn you over. Do you know that they have recovered nine fumbles this year? That's really top in the country. Yeah.
0: And so, that, that quarterback is big it, time. now. He got hit hard against UTSA.
2: Yeah. Well, and UTSA is a different team now that, they that Harris mm-hmm. back, their quarterback. Yeah. So, they'll be a factor down the stretch here. I think.
0: Yeah, the time yeah. to get them was in, in September. Mm-hmm. Visiting with our yeah. friend Dave Woloshin, you hear him every morning on these airwaves from 10A to 11A with Wolo and friends, and you've, hear, you've heard him forever doing Tiger football and basketball. Speaking of basketball, this is another thing kind of kind of bugging me today. People wanting to growls about the rankings. <laughs> they don't matter. Yeah. Here's how, right now, the Tigers, if you count it all the way down, they're 37. You know how you go what? from 37 to 17? You start with a win over Jackson State. You win on a Friday night at Columbia against Mizzou you beat Alabama State, and you win in 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 the Bahamas, the Tigers go from 37 to about 12. Yeah, no doubt. They, that
2: schedule they have is absolutely a schedule to accelerate, to rocket yourself up to the top ten. It really is. Um, are they going to win all these games early? You know, that's the true test for Penny, and I, I said today on the air. I believe that this is the toughest coaching test Penny Hardaway will have ever had in his tenure as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say it for this reason. You know, he's had great players who have come in before. They were freshmen when they got here for the most part. They had never really been at the collegiate level. They had to learn how to take collegiate coaching. They were open-minded to all of that. They were going to buy in. Um, they, they didn't, some of them didn't even know of their total self worth when they first got here. That is not the case this year. When you look at these guys, they were double digit scorers on decent, power five or very good college basketball teams playing at an elite level. Now you're going to ask them, some of them, to go. I need you to do this. I need you to be a screener and to go rebound. I don't need you to score. Are they going to accept that when they're in their fourth or fifth year and they've already played? It's, and We're not talking guys who were just sort of like role players to begin with. These are guys who were top one or two scorers on their teams that they have so many, they can't all be that. Some of them are going to have to accept lesser team-contributing roles. That is a hard thing to do when you're a new player, let alone an experienced player in the transfer portal coming to get a new life. I I think for him to get buy-in all across the board with this much talent is the toughest task he has ever had.
0: Yeah, it will be in in the season, right around the corner. Today at SEC Media Day, order of finish. Tennessee 1, A&M 2, Tigers play them. Arkansas, the Tigers potentially Mm -hmm. could play play them. 3, and Kentucky 4, Alabama 5. Wow.
2: Can you believe Kentucky 4?
0: I I can, Uh, Dave, and I'm I'm willing to go double or nothing on our bet. I I, I won last year. I still haven't been paid, and I'm I'm ready to be. I'm ready to go double or nothing on Kentucky. Cal didn't make a Final Four this year either.
2: So I took that bet last year. You did, <laughs> you did. Well, but but if we bet nothing on it, then we can double or nothing, and 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 it would still be nothing. <laughs> but I want something though. <laughs> but did like, we have value? I I don't. We, I'm not saying we had we had lunch. We make that bet, and, and I, never, I am not saying we had lunch that and I never I did cashed not, it in. <laughs> <laughs> I am not saying I didn't bet on Cal. I, I, I promise just don't you I remember did. Remember the monetary I, value. I, I, if the I, monetary I, value was zero, we're even, baby. I, I,
0: I will double it this year, but we did have a lunch wager, and I never <laughs> cashed right. it in.
2: Okay, so I owe you at least one lunch. I will. I will make that a dinner if he doesn't make it to wow. this year. I, I, the I, I, will, I will even amend it.
0: He doesn't make it to the final four of the SEC tournament. Um, wow i that's, that's that'd be massive
1: how about that for uh, a um, double or nothing that's that's maybe quadruple no, or nothing you know,
2: let, let, let's put an addendum to that if he does not even make the final four of the SEC tournament and it, and doesn't advance to the second round second weekend of of the ncaa tournament will he be in lexington when we talk next year at this time I I say yes because who are you going to get better and do you really want to write that check well I mean if you're not making NCAA tournaments and you've been there what will it be now 12 years 13 years you've won one title in those years as many as Joby Hall Mm -hmm. um, as many as Tubby Smith are you are you telling me that Kentucky fans are Going
0: to be that complacent? They didn't sign up for one. When they when they signed nah. up for all that, when Sandy Bell finally signed off on, okay, we can hire John Calipari, they wanted right. more than one. No doubt. No. and probably should have had one. My old buddy, Sandy Bell. There. <laughs>
2: well,
1: I'm glad we've got uh, the bet settled for, <laughs> for Kentucky in this guy. I, I felt like season. I passed
2: second year of law school getting the bet set,
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, was, that, was, that was impressive. But, uh, Dave, thanks Thank so you, much Dave. for joining us. Talk we'll do tomorrow. it again next week.
2: You got it. I'll talk with you, Mr. Northworthy, in the morning. You got it. Thank you, man.
1: Dave Woloshin, the voice of the Tigers. You know, Brett, it was getting a little ugly there at the beginning. I thought I was going to have to break you two up in terms of this bet, and then next thing I know we're quadruple or nothing on the SEC tournament. Oh, If you thought that was ugly (laughs) to me and Dave, man, you ain't seen nothing. No, 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 I know. I've, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the MLB postseason. That's next on Sports Time.
0: Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stax Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Mm.
1: Welcome back into to Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our family leisure studios. And we talked a little baseball to start the show, but we've got a game two tonight between the Phillies and the D-backs. And that game last night uh, was really fun for for the Phillies. This team uh, has found ways to uh, to make hitting home runs look Pretty easy, and they did that last night. Kyle Schwarber, uh, to start the game, hits a home run uh, to lead the charge. Bryce Harper, the birthday boy, yesterday, hits a home run. And Nick Castellanos, who I, I feel like a lot of people are forgetting about Nick Castellanos. Uh, he also homers, uh and he's having a fantastic postseason. A lot of people talking about Bryce Harper and what he has done this postseason. But Nick Castellanos has more home runs. Five to four, very close to each other, but five home runs for Nick Castellanos' this postseason, uh, very, very impressive uh, for both C- uh, Castellanos and Harper. And
0: this Phillies run and, and that Philly fandom, it was really started with the firing of Joe Girardi yeah. in, the, in the during the season mm-hmm. last year. Schneider takes him all the way to the World Series this year, and now has, you know has him really on the verge of another one.
1: Yeah, and that uh, that firing last
0: approaching another one.
1: Yes, in uh, the firing last last year of of Joe Girardi, and, and it ended up uh, the Phillies. Nobody thought they would go on the run. They went on of of going getting to the World Series, and he. I don't remember. I was just trying to look it up. I don't remember which network he was a part of their postseason. Um, team, but he was on pre and post game for TBS or Fox or something, mm-hmm. and, and every he's and he's really good. But every single night, he would have to talk about the Phillies and another postseason win, and like everybody he was on there with would just kind of look at him like, "I know this is rough for you to talk about the Phillies winning so much, but like you said, he was really good at it. He's pro. They got better and, in his uh, absence. They did get better in his absence, and and th- this team is uh, it looks. I mean, obviously, I think the Texas Rangers look like the most locked in team since the postseason started, but Philly's
0: not far behind them. Two big time right-handers, night Merrill Kelly against Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. Nola's been around longer than Kelly. Yep. Kelly, younger pitcher, but and and Merrill Kelly was pitching back. Man, you're talking about a long baseball season. Did he start the decisive game in the World Baseball Classic? I don't remember. He might
1: have. He he was on that team. Uh huh. He was. I don't remember. He that's might a, have.
0: That's a lot
1: of baseball. That shows how long it was uh, ago, because I can't I can't remember it at all. But you're right. Merrill Kelly, a, a young guy, his last outing was uh, his first career postseason game.
0: There's Arizona uh, state guy, so at, yeah, home, for so him, at home
1: for him. Uh, and, his
0: home for him. His team. Right.
1: And, uh, but 1-0 with a the, with the 0 ERA, who looked really good in his first outing. And, and Aaron Nola has kind of been a little up and down this year. He's 12-9 with a 4.46 ERA on the regular season. But this postseason, I talk a lot about Aaron Nola and just how impressed I've been. His last two outings, one against uh, in the wild card, and then in the last round, uh, 2-0 with a 1.42 ERA. Both these guys have looked really, really good. So if you like pitching matchups, tonight could be a, a
0: really fun one. And it's the time of year that pitching and defense and timely hitting really pays off. Yeah. Duh. That's <laughs> obvious. And. And with what Montgomery and Evaldi, what they're giving the Rangers now, they that first set of series, at first series only had to win it two games. Mm-hmm. Second, just three. Yeah. Two down, two to go in this one. Somebody else has got to jump in on the fun for the Rangers. You're right. You're right. And
1: we'll, we'll see who it who will be. Um, but when you talk about, it, I mean, just just thinking about Jordan Montgomery and Nathan Evaldi. Maybe, I mean, you can throw Max Scherzer in there as well if he can give you something in this Game 3. But those are three guys that, that they had to go out and acquire. And so and all three of them have been big, especially those first two. Montgomery, what he has done his first two postseason starts has been really, really good. Is he a
0: free agent after this year? Let me look that up. I, I really don't know. Because I, I saw a story somewhere that doesn't rule out back to St. Louis for him. <laughs>
1: He was the ace for the Cardinals there for a while. Um, I, I'm not positive. I don't know um, if he would want to come back. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's on a one year deal um, at the beginning of the I, season. I saw that
0: story out there.
1: Yeah, so a one year deal with the with the Cardinals. Obviously traded at the deadline. So um, th- especially after what he's done, if they can continue to go far, and he has another. A uh, really, really good outing. There could be a lot of takers for him. A lot of teams. Yeah, his price is just going up. Oh yeah, and, which is I'm
0: I'm so happy to see. I love Jordan Montgomery, but would you describe him as soft tossing or just lefty? He's definitely mm. lefty. It's not soft. I won't call him soft. I
1: would just call him lefty. I yeah. don't think it's necessarily soft tossing, it's, but he's been good. He's been really good. I mean, really, really good. Especially after some of the things you'd hear from from Cardinals fans during the season Especially about early. him. Especially early, no, he has been really, really good in this postseason. But like I said, uh, game two tonight, Phillies and Diamondbacks. That game, uh, first pitch set for seven oh seven, should be a really fun one. But let's wrap up this hour. Get to a break when we come back. We'll talk college football with Brent Beard.